0: Your brain might just help you learn something, in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back to our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly. But you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here's the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell.
1: Welcome, everybody. I uh, hope you had a great week. Uh, you know, I, I this show is about finding Mr. or Mrs. Right, uh, today's show. You know, the thing about it is so many people have the worst pickers known to humanity, and I can tell you throughout the course of my long life, I have had a very bad picker. So, uh, and I'm not saying that about my current situation, but, you know, the bottom line is, while in the dating pocket, uh, I, I know that I uh, ended up dating some of the wrong people and wasting a lot of time. And so, you know, it's really important to understand because there is a chemistry. There is a there is a sense of uh, of logic and there's a sense of emotion involved in finding the right partner for you. So many people struggle with that because they struggle with insecurities, needing to be in a relationship all the time no matter who the person is. Having abandonment issues, having attachment issues, meaning they don't want people to get too close to them, uh, a lack of trust, um, just deep insecurities about themselves. And the biggest one that people never really uh, fully grasp is that they don't love themselves. If you don't love yourself, you're going to really suck at loving somebody else. And uh, you know that you have to have a relationship with yourself, you have to be able to. To love yourself. Well, how do you how do you love yourself? Well, it's it's very simple. You say no to the things that hurt you, the things that are not good for you. If there are things in this life like drugs, alcohol, uh, sex with too many people, um, whatever thing, risk taking uh, that is unnecessary, uh, breaking your integrity, those things. If you learn how to say no to things that hurt you and destroy your life and destroy your character. Suddenly, you develop a relationship with yourself. You develop a sense of consistency. You develop a sense of integrity. People start to know you better for who you are because you're more decisive. You build more character. And suddenly, you're attractive. So, you know, the deal is there's a lot of very sexy people that are ugly inside that that uh, have very little bit of a life. And uh, so what's on the outside doesn't necessarily mean it matches what's on the inside. What's interesting is is that as we're young, uh, we depend very, very heavily upon physical attractiveness. And that's because we have to procreate. That's our species. That's our genetics talking to us. It's it's the drive to procreate our species. And so a lot of people breed without thought – And then they find who they are and who they're with and they discover that and basically they grow up together and discover that they may or may not be a good match for each other. And so unfortunately, a lot of young people don't wait to find out who they are, even though they can afford to in these days. You know, it's back – back you know, in the caveman days when we had to hunt for food and we needed to cook and live in tribes, that was a little bit different. But we don't live in that kind of unsafe world. I mean, yes, we have third world countries that are very, uh, very uh, ancient in their cultures. But the bottom line is we can afford to wait. And if you can afford to wait, you may find Mr. or Mrs. Right. And that is what the bottom line is. If you learn to look at the inside before you look at the outside, you'll discover that, number one, you're not walking around with a sexual agenda like a predator and be creepy. And number two, uh, you start to learn about people as people. And that means male, female, everyone. You begin to get to know people better because you're safe. You're not somebody with a sexual agenda. And that is also extremely sexy. So how do we meet? You know, there's two different reasons that people have uh, for wanting to get married, to, to, to get love, validation, security, and safety or to share love and to grow emotionally and spiritually. I would hope it'd be the latter, but most immature people who don't know themselves, who don't love themselves, they want to get love, validation, security, and safety. So if you feel insecure and alone, you are likely to look for someone who will fill the inner emptiness and give you the love you're seeking. You you may want to find someone who will complete you and make you feel adequate and worthy. But, you know, the sad thing is, you could do that for yourself. You don't need someone else to do that. So the problem is that no one can do this for you. No one can fill that black hole of emptiness inside you. It's something you need to learn to do for yourself because we're always attracted to people uh, on our common level of woundedness or our common level of health. Uh, A person looking to get love will attract a person also looking to get love, so you have two empty people looking to fill each other, and both of them find they they are dissatisfied. So each person hopes to get filled from their other, not realizing that each fills feels empty and really has nothing to give. Therefore, no one is in the right. Uh, no one is discovered the right person when they're looking for someone else to fill in their happiness. You know the main reason that many relationships don't work is because each person is disappointed in not getting what they expected to get from the other person. But when individuals do not know how to love and validate themselves and create an inner sense of safety and security, they certainly can't do this for another person. Yet this is what each person expects of the other. You know, you have to give to yourself before you can give to others. You have nothing to give if you don't give to yourself first. You know, you know, it's fairly easy, easy to know if this is the right person for you when your intent behind being in a relationship is to learn together and share love. A person who comes from a full place within finds it easy to discern when someone is empty inside and will not be attracted to the empty person because they'll see how needy they are and that that's going to empty their tank. You know, people who are truly open to learning about themselves, growing emotionally and spiritually, and taking responsibility for their own feelings for safety and security, uh, worth and, and lovability will not be attracted to a person who is closed and controlling and who just wants to get love. Knowing if this is the right person for you does not happen instantly, it takes months to discover whether or not a person is who they say they are. You cannot really know who a person is until you have conflict and find out what the person does in conflict. Some people can appear, you know, because relationships are riddled with conflict. It's all about compromise. It is conditional love. Marriage is a contract. It is conditional. It takes a divorce to break it up, and so you have to understand that all relationships that are chosen are conditional love. You're not going to get unconditional love. You're going to get something close to it if you grow together. So some people can appear very open and loving until conflict comes up, and then they get angry. They withdraw, they resist or comply rather than uh, staying uh, open and learning about themselves and the other person. An important question is, how does this person deal with conflict, and how long does it take them to open up if they do close in the face of conflict? You know, the deal about marriage, it's a, it's a formula. It's very important to understand this in marital and in a long relationship communication. You have to be willing to accept your partner's truth. That means their perception. Their perception is their truth. Your perception is your truth. Most communication in a relationship is about validation and not trying to solve each other's problems. You've got to unplug from that. Don't even open your mouth about solving your partner's problems unless they ask you to help them. The bottom line, the job in a relationship is to validate. I understand. I hear what you're saying. So what you're telling me is this. And that doesn't mean you agree. But that means you're willing to start with your partner's perception of the truth, and therefore you both begin to listen and form compromise. You know, Given that none of us enters relationships fully healed, it is very important to know that your partner is willing to explore conflict rather than just protect against it with controlling behavior and defensiveness. You know, conflict occurs in all relationships. And if both people are not open to learning about themselves and each other within the conflict, the unresolved conflicts will eventually destroy the relationship. So, You got to know how to do conflict if you're going to be in a relationship and if you're going to find Mr. Right and Mr. Wrong. Or or Mrs. Right or Mr. Right. Sorry about that. (laughs) If you're a person who's open to learning and wants a relationship in order to share love, there are very important ingredients that need to be present for the person to be the right person for you. There needs to be a basic spark of attraction. And if you do not feel physically attracted to this person within the first six months of the relationship, the chances are this attraction will never develop. You know, when you get close, when you get in each other's body space, when you get in that energy space that each of us has and there is no spark, that should tell you something instantly that maybe I love this person as a person, but I cannot be with this person sexually because they just don't do it for me. Also, each of you needs to be capable of caring, be compassionate, and empathetic. If you don't have those ingredients, don't, don't damage other people. Just jack off or masturbate or have a relationship with yourself. But for God's sake, don't destroy other people if you can't form compassion and empathy for other people. There is no place in a relationship for people who are not caring, not compassionate, not empathetic. It just doesn't work. Also, both of you need to be open to learning in conflict rather than just wanting to win or be right. You know, uh, other other ingredients are there that need to be there, such as common interests and values. They're also very important. But with, without the above three ingredients that I just mentioned above, they should, will not sustain the relationship. So you need to be compassionate, caring, empathetic, a spark of attraction, and open to learning from conflict that means nobody wins so where are you going to find somebody that's mr right or mrs right there there are a lot of places where you can find a partner there's online of course people can mask and form characters that they aren't online offline next door at a bar at a coffee shop at a supermarket the possibilities are endless a lot of sites will try to give a top 10 list of where individuals meet but really It isn't the place that matters. Rather, it's the interpersonal dynamics that are important. Is there a sense of privacy? Is there a sense of body space where you can tell whether you have a chemistry? Is there a sense of listening and respect? It, it, you know these are some things that you want to do. but the other thing is you want to be within yourself you want to be feeling like who you are because that is the person you want them to meet is the person you are And oftentimes if we put ourselves in places where that make us feel at home or passionate or not defensive places that where we feel like ourselves, These are places where we can meet people. Also, physical closeness leads to psychological closeness. If you have to interact with a person, to have a relationship with them, and and being around each other, you know, ups the chances of having a a good relationship. You know, potential partners are all around. They're in your neighborhood. They're in your classes, your church, the cubicle down the hall. Not only does physical proximity increase the odds of meeting and interacting with someone but it also, seeing a person a lot can lead you to like them more. Uh, and it's it's called an exposure effect, basically. You know, the girl or guy next door will have an advantage in winning your heart because you see that person more often. You know, like a fungus, that they're, they're, they're going to grow on you whether you realize it or not. Uh, we also tend to be uh, uh, similar to people who are nearby. You, you probably chose your particular uh, university, job, college, college. Community college, place to live, work for the same reason as other people. You know that people who tend to be attracted to similar others uh, meet in places that they are similar. So to meet a partner, you need to go to places where they are similar to you to hang out. You like clubs or groups that are you're passionate about as well as classes or other community organizations are a very good starting place. But the other thing that is a very good starting place, if you're looking for a guy, go where guys go. If you're looking for a girl, go where girls go. Go get a manicure. Go get a pedicure. You might find yourself sitting next to somebody that's extremely beautiful and form a dialogue and have a good time and bing, bang, boom. you know. Don't be so prideful as to stick yourself only in the gender-based places where you go. Go to places where the opposite gender gender is and you may find yourself with somebody you're attracted to they may be attracted to the fact that you're willing to go into something that they're interested in that is awesome when you're looking for a partner to know you have something shared in your interests. you know don't overlook the role of social networks you know there are a lot of social networks out there especially on the internet but you know you got to take a chance you know sometimes you get people, especially uh, people that are middle-aged, will put out pictures of themselves 20 years ago rather than what they look like now. And then you see them and meet them and you're like, holy crap, what is that? You know, it's amazing how people uh, basically put lipstick on a pig. And, and so you have to be careful in that, but you also have to be courageous enough to go out there and look, you know. um, Social networks, uh, especially uh, places where people that have other interests like you, a, a social network could be something like the Elks Lodge or, or the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts or, or summer camp, something like that. You know, the moral of the story is that you won't like your current pool of dating partners if you don't go to a place where you're passionate. You know, you've got to also do an inside evaluation of yourself. you got to get a life before you can bring somebody into your life. The most important thing is to be Mr. or Mrs. Right to yourself. Finding the right person is not going to change you into a better person than you already are. If you're lazy and self-centered, finding a generous, hardworking partner is not going to transform you. If you are boring and one-dimensional and and, fi- and finding an intellectually challenging man – is not likely, or woman, is not likely going to happen. So you have to learn how to be interesting. You have to learn how to be kind, caring, unselfish, curious. You know, so many people don't know how to ask questions. And so they sit around and talk about themselves and they think that's sexy. Well, it's not. Ask questions. The people who ask questions are actually in control of the conversation. So... If you want to find the right person, be, be interested, be, be willing to ask questions. It's amazing how many people are so self-centered that they don't even know how to ask a question in a conversation. You know, the, the sad truth is children have very big problems ask, asking other people questions. And so they sit around and talk about themselves and they think that's making a friend. That's not. You don't make friends until you're curious about things that your friends are curious about. You know, to start a conversation with somebody is very simple. Make an observation and give them a compliment. You know, I really like your shirt. Where did you get that? That is really cool. That, you look really nice today. I like your outfit. You know, I love that necklace. It's really cool. Oh, look at your watch. Where did you get that? That's how you start a conversation with somebody you don't know. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. And it gets things in a good place. You know, volunteer. Expose yourself to people who are less fortunate than you are. Travel abroad. See how fortunate you are. Learn some humility about volunteering and helping with others. Take, take a listening class if you're not good at listening and you may find that you find the right partner for you. You know, you also have to evaluate your physical attractiveness. You're likely going to attract people that look like you. You're not likely to or feel like you on the inside. So not everyone is Mr. or Mrs. America, but no, you know, nobody really looks like the models in magazines. But, but we each have something going for us. So you have to discover what that physical attractiveness you may have is inside you. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we're also going to go into this inside evaluation. We're going to talk about love at first sight and embracing the unknown.
0: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Dr. Gary Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist in Southern California, but he is here to help you no matter where you are. Visit drgbmft.com. Do you have complete control over your thoughts and your life? It seems like we do, but there are always outside forces that are wreaking havoc with that control. How do we get our thoughts back on track, so to speak? Listen for help. My thoughts are holding me hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. When you command the power of thought, you can achieve or have whatever you want. Make the laws of the universe work for you. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What makes you a success? Is it your business or career? Is it your family and social life? How do you achieve the next level in your success? Tune in to Infinite Success Radio with host Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Rachel and her amazing guests are here to encourage, inspire, and empower you to take control of your destiny and achieve the level of success you were born to reach. How do ordinary people become extraordinary? Find out with Infinite Success Radio, broadcasting live every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Succeed.
1: Welcome back. We're talking about uh, finding Mr. or Mrs. Right. And there's some things that we need to do inside ourselves before we ever find that Mr. or Mrs. Right. We're talking about uh, one of the points we're talking about is physical attractiveness. You know, we're not talking about somebody being a model. What we're talking about is people wearing clothes that fit their body. Uh, You know, I can't tell you how gross it is to see somebody that may be like uh, huge and they're wearing these tight pants or something like that it's just not appropriate you want to compliment yourself you know you want to look good get your hair done you know get get your hair cut you know if you got a scraggly beard shave it or cut it down or get it get it looking nice you know you want to attract somebody that you see as you see yourself inside if you see yourself as an attractive person with a lot of potential then what you want to do is project that by making the best of what you got if you need to lose weight then get your ass out there and lose some weight you know it's it's a really simple thing it's a serious business finding a life partner you spend more time with them uh than you do by yourself when you are grown up you know alone time is just not there and so if you're going to spend your life with someone, literally spend your life with someone, you want to find somebody that is appropriate for you. But you ought to be honest with yourself and you do not want to be a slob. If you're going to be a slob, you're going to attract a slob. That's just the way it goes. You know, what, know what you're looking for a partner. You know, there There's some qualities to look for in a very healthy relationship, common values. You know what are values? Well, if you value uh, manners, if you value respect, if you value responsibility, uh, if you value money, whatever whatever the value is, you want to weigh that on the person that you're looking for. Also, you want to find somebody that has a similar culture. I'm not saying the same culture, but somebody that can you can relate to from a cultural perspective. You know, getting into a foreign culture, the farther distance the culture is from you, the more propensity there is for a divorce. There's only, and I'm going to do a show on cross-cultural relationships, but the truth is, if you really follow the statistics, if you marry too far away from your own culture, and I'm not saying white for white or black for black or all that kind of stuff. What I'm saying is culture, like where people live or how people have grown up. If you move too far away from that, you have a tendency to find yourself maybe curious in the beginning and miserable in the end. So you want to be very careful about that. You want to ask yourself... Where do you want to be in twenty-five years and what type of person do you want to become? And does this person look like somebody that would mirror that? You know, how were your choices now influence the outcome? I can't tell you how many people look for a partner because they have low self-esteem. They look for somebody that has lower self-esteem than them. So they could try to focus on fixing them and provide them an opportunity like the knight in shining armor that's not the partner you want. You do not want to save somebody from themselves. You know, try not to think beyond your nose for a few minutes. Look down the road and be honest. What is your heart desire? What are you passionate about? Is this partner going to complement your passions? Or is it, are you just going to live paycheck to paycheck, have children, have a companion, and basically be bored to tears for the rest of your life? You know, rise above your past mistakes if you want to find the right partner you're not doomed to an endless series of losers you are halfway to mr or mrs right by seeing what you have done wrong in the past and admitting that and correcting the course life is a process so there is no end result to life it just continues the last result is your death that's it But the deal is, is life is about memories and you want to make great memories and you want to have a partner you can share memories with and make many memories together. If you have a responsible partner that may have an income and you both carry responsibilities and passions and individual uh, – lots of shared individual – things that both of you enjoy, what you may find is you're going to make lots of incredible memories in your life. But if you're going to compromise just to have a partner in your life, what you're going to find is you don't make lots of great memories, you make lots of compromises. And that is not what life is about. Life is about memories. If you want to live beyond this life, make lots of memories with your children, with your family, because they're the ones that carry you beyond this life by the memories that you create with them. You know, you want to also talk to your friends and family about what you want in a partner because they will look out for you. Um, And and you don't want to be afraid of that because they may be help you. They, you know, don't be afraid of uh, matchmaker services, the Internet. You know, it's safe. It's safe to look for someone. You don't have to do anything beyond go get coffee to find out if you're attracted to someone to some degree. You want, you know, you also want to b- take chances and have a little bit of faith by considering blind dates. You know, why not? Uh, you know, it's common sense. If you sense that this person by talking to them on the internet or chatting or talking over the phone or. You know, go to a public place, go to, go to a church or a coffee stand or bar, whatever you want to do, make it light, make it simple, don't have any plans after, and basically sit there and try to see if that's a good person for you. You know, you also want to look in places where you would expect to find someone with the qualities that you value. You know, if you want someone who cares, you know, look at a, a place where people volunteer. You know, if you're looking for somebody who's active, go to a play. You know, go to somewhere, a sports event or something like that. If, you were wanting, if you're looking for somebody that's a homebody, you're probably going to have a little trouble because they're not willing to get out, and that tells you they're not willing to make a lot of memories. They just want to kind of stay home. And, uh, you know, if you're looking for somebody that is of faith, then you have to go to places where people have faith, you know, churches or whatever, uh, you know, mosques. Whatever the people worship in that is related to you, you want to go to those places. You know, if you want a person that has purpose and direction in life, and and that they're not the type of person that says, you know, I don't know to everything and has no goals. You know, if you hear somebody say, "Hey, I just want to party" or "I don't care about school," um, you have to understand that person's going nowhere. They don't have, they don't even know who the hell they are. So why are you going to be with them? Maybe they're attractive physically. You know, do a one and done or whatever you got to do. But the bottom line is don't make a life with somebody like that. You want to basically set boundaries on the people that you want to be with. You know, being more highly skilled calls for you to have somebody that also respects somebody that is highly skilled. If you want to be a highly skilled person – then you need to find somebody that respects that. If they don't understand what highly skilled is, if they believe themselves to be a blue-collar worker and have no respect for people that are a white-collar worker, work with their brains rather than their hands, you don't want to be with that person. They're going to drag you down, and they're going to hurt you. So you want to find somebody that at least has respect for the things that you're passionate for. You know, if you're hanging around with a bunch of complainers who know how to gripe but have no life, and those are your friends... You need to get away. If you think you're, you should be a therapist because you're always helping other people, if you say that to yourself, you know, I should be a psychologist. I should be a therapist because I handle everybody's problems. That means you surround yourself with whiners. Not a good place to be with people. Those are not good friends and they're not going to find you anyone in your life to match you up with someone else. You know, if you're going to find Mr. or Mrs. Right, you also have to expect a human being, not perfection. No one is going to be everything you have ever dreamed of. Give the person a break. You already know that you're not Mr. or Mrs. Perfect. And they make mistakes too. So relax a little and don't be too picky. Allow for human frailty. Look beyond physical attractiveness. You won't want to slob any more than they do. But they, you know, don't have to be Mr. or Mrs. Hunk either, you know? Be patient. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. It may take some time to discover what appeals to you and why. You you may make a few friends and even break a heart or two, but you, you may even get hurt. You know, pain is a reminder we're all still alive. You know, there's good people out there and you need to know where to look. So, love at first sight, what is that? It happens in about 5% of all relationships. Researchers say even it's usually more a case of wishful hindsight than anything else. Women who fall in love instantly tend to fall out of love just as quickly. Men who fall in love instantly stay in love a little bit longer. Why? Because men fall instantly in love with what women look like. Since physical characteristics don't usually change rapidly, the guy is happy for a while. Being more cerebral creatures, women fall in love with what they think a guy will be like, which is impossible to gauge within five minutes. So when we discover that that guy, uh, when the woman discovers that the guy is not as intelligent, funny, charming as they looked initially, the feeling evaporates fairly quickly. So love at first sight sticks more for men, at at least the longevity, than it does for women. Love at first sight can happen now uh, because you're open to it and the timing is right. You, uh, If you meet someone who on a surface level appears to have the main qualities on your partner list, some experts think it's, it's, it's simply our subconscious choosing someone who reminds us of someone else who we've loved dearly, like an ex or even a good old mom or dad. You know, you feel a sense of recognition because of a smell, a memory, a gesture, and it matches you to someone you already love. And so some people do the love at first sight because it reminds them of someone else that they love. You know, the brain is a very sophisticated. When it comes to recognizing uh, familiar elements like the shape of a cheek, an elusive scent, when someone spots that kind of stuff, it starts processing that information and triggering a biological response for your body. Your heart rate increases, the blood pumps faster, you feel like you've just downed six glasses of champagne, and this also causes the brain to release dopamine and serotonin, which are what in, are in an antidepressant. So, you know, it's horrible to think that, but the deal is is that You know, if you're looking at somebody that reminds you of somebody's uh, cheekbone that you were very attracted to or somebody's eyes that you were very attracted to in the past, you may neglect to find Mr. or Mrs. Right. So choose wisely. You want to pick a partner with both of your head and your heart, logic and emotion. No one likes getting hurt. And only one way to protect your heart is to, to carefully examine who you're with. You know, be in all kinds of different situations with that person, be in all kinds of conflict, discover what that how that person interacts with the world. And you may find that you are or are not with that person. So you have to be willing to go through that with the person without the promise of I'm in love with you or you're my life partner or let's get engaged. You want to take time and you want them to take time. Once again, you're going to spend years with this person. You do not want to lock yourself down with somebody that you're going to fall out of love with. And people do fall in and out of love in all relationships. However... It needs to be somebody you can fall in love with initially. Okay, you also want to be able to spot a loser. You know, uh, people very often end up dating losers. You know, how can you tell? You know, how can you tell that they are losers? Well, meeting someone when you've been single for a while is really sexy. You know, regular sex is blissful if you haven't had it. If you don't have stress about what you're doing on the weekend because when you're a couple, you can do nothing and still have fun and not get lonely. So that sense of connectedness when people go through that honeymoon phase is toxic. I mean it's just like a big old antidepressant. All of a sudden people are not who they were and they start falling in love and they think they're in love. But the chemistry is what they have to get through before they're able to be open to finding the person. So to not find the loser, you have to pay attention. Some of the signs that someone's a total loser are right in front of you. You're just not noticing them in that honeymoon phase. And, and it's, it's great that you're optimistic. It's great that uh, – but you want to be wiser and you want to basically wear those sunglasses and a magnifying glass. And you, you want to start. So for starters, you, you know, if someone is unavailable, they're emotionally unavailable, they're flat, they're boring to you, think about it. Not a good idea for a partner. You know, unavailable includes married people, people who are already involved with someone else, living together, dating someone, sleeping with the same person once a week. Also, unavailable are people who are getting over someone else or about to get involved with someone else. In other words, anyone who has any type of romantic involvement with another person, not a good idea. And I'll tell you this, if somebody always refers to an opposite sex person as their best friend... That's going to tell you that they get closer to women or closer to men than they do the people of their own sex. That also tells you that they're likely going to challenge you with lots of people of your own sex brought into the relationship without your volunteering or approving of that person. So, you know, you really want to take a look at somebody who… Relates to people of the uh, opposite sex better than they do of themselves, and that does not go for uh, homosexual people. So please don't take that as as a good uh, uh, advice for people that are homosexual. So, how in touch w- with yourself are you? Are, are you aware of your character and personality faults? Do Do you know your strengths? You know, do you do you do you know how to look? at yourself and and how to portray yourself or do you try to make yourself into something that you're really not if you start lying to someone about who you are you're setting yourself up to not be available to that person because they're going to discover your lies if they stay with you long enough and you've basically self-sabotaged something that could have had potential and worked you know you have to look at a person as are they honest you know are they honest are they a good person you know, be be honest with yourself. If you're going to discover that this person is not trustworthy, that is not material for a lifelong relationship, you know. You can love someone and not trust them, but when you trust someone, love always follows. So in all relationships, every argument, every conflict you will ever have is a trust issue. And so you have to understand if you're initially getting somebody that can't be trusted as a partner, you're discovering that this person does not suit a long-term relationship and you have to be adult enough to admit that to yourself and call it a day. And people don't know how to break up and I'll tell you something it's very simple. I'm not available anymore. I don't I'm not in love with you. I'm not feeling it. I'm not able to do this anymore with you. You know, you don't go and blame other people if you're going to break up with them. You basically tell them how you feel, what you've decided, and that is how you end a relationship that is not working. And so the bottom line is you reflect on your own thoughts, your own feelings, and you do not blame other people for what they've done. You just make a choice, take responsible for the choice, and then you move on. You know, you also want to look and see if somebody's positive or resilient or happy, You know, if they are, then that's a good sign that they have a good attitude and they have the ability to absorb life. If they're not, if they're like Eeyore and you have to drag them through life, not a good life partner for anybody unless you're Eeyore. And, uh, you know, depression loves depression. So, you know, some people tend to want to wallow in that. And we talked about that earlier when we talked about self-esteem. So we're going to... Ah, uh, take another break, and we're gonna m- move into myths and and uh, embracing the unknown. And then I'm going to give you some dating tips on how to find the right person. We're going to take a quick break. We're gonna come back.
0: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Do you like what you're hearing on the show today? Dr. Gary Bell wants to help you no matter where you are. He's fast, efficient, effective, and has a no-bull approach to helping you in less than 10 sessions. If you're ready to change right now, drop everything and call or text Dr. Bell at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. You can also follow Dr. Bell on Twitter at drgbmft for some great insight and direction. Are you ready? Make that change. Pick up the phone or go to the site 951 818 7856 or drgbmft.com. Remember drgbmft.com. Life is a journey which never gets easier. As we go through life, we just handle things better as we get to know ourselves. Listen for The Mental Sherpa by Theta Spring. Host Alexandra Janelli believes that each of us are pre-programmed with all the answers and tools we need to move through any situation life throws at us. It's discovering those tools and answers that will set us on the right path to enjoying and navigating life. Listen every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology.
1: Welcome back. We're talking about finding Mr. or Mrs. Right. You know, there's a lot of myths about dating and looking for love. You know, a lot of people tell themselves, I can only be happy and fulfilled if I'm in a relationship or it's better to have a bad relationship than no relationship. Well, let me tell you, if you bring people's garbage into your life, your your life's going to become much more complicated. You know, you do not want to live your life not knowing how to be alone. You know, we all have to learn how to be alone. And the truth is, we are all alone in this world. We are all alone in this world to some degree. And we have to understand that we are social creatures, but we're social creatures by choice. And if we're going to find antisocial partners – we're going to discover that things are not good for us, so we don't want to be uh, looking for a partner just to get a partner. Um, you also, you know, we tell ourselves if I if I don't feel an instant attraction to someone, it's not a relationship worth pursuing. Well, that's not true. You can actually develop an attraction for somebody over time if you spend enough time with that person. If you discover the intimacies and the intricacies of their character, your emotions can change and deepen over time. You know, many times friends can become lovers and that is a good thing. That is a good thing. To be friends first and then lovers second always makes for a longer relationship. (laughs) It is a great idea to be married to your best friend. That is a wonderful thing that you want to have, but if you discover that after you've had sex and then discover friendship, that's lucky. But if you discover friendship and then sex, you got a better shot at knowing whether or not this relationship's going to last. You know, there's another myth that women have uh, different emotions than men. That's just not true. It's just a matter of emotional intelligence. All emotions are similar in all people. The deal is is that some people are emotionally intelligent, meaning they have a very long uh, repertoire of emotions and the expression of those emotions and other people only have a few because they may have grown up in an environment where it wasn't safe to express their emotion. There's other myths like true love is constant or or uh, physical attraction fades over time. Well, no, If you cultivate your relationship with your partner and you continuously get into each other's space and touch each other and hug each other and maintain compassion and intimacy for each other, the physical attractiveness actually grows. You know, we tell ourselves things like, I'll be able to change the things I don't like about someone. You never, ever want to pick a partner that you have, you're so controlling that you want to change. Never, ever, ever a good idea. So, you know, get off the idea that that is the way to go about a relationship. Um, You also, uh, another myth is I don't feel close to my parents, so, intimacy is always going to be uncomfortable for me. Well, you know, you're not who you were raised as. You may have started with the tools that your parents give you, but you're a soul living a human life. You have your own individual existence. You do not have to be who you were when you grew up. You can make new choices for yourself and pick new role models. You know, your parents are not the best role models oftentimes for who you should be in a marriage. But many people are lazy, and they don't do uh, they don't do counseling before they get married to actually get to know how... A a partner will uh, uh, interact with different problems in different environments. And also, uh, there's another myth that disagreements always create problems in a relationship. Well, no. Disagreements are how we learn how to move through conflict because conflict is compromise. Marriage is compromise, guys. If you can't do compromise, don't do marriage. And sure as heck, don't breed children. You know, the deal is, I I, I firmly believe this. There are breeding stock amongst us as people, and that's why there's adoption and foster care, and there are parents. If you are breeding stock, stop breeding. You know, if you don't have the compassion, the caring, and the empathy for children, and you don't even like children, don't breed. That is not a good idea. You know, if you want to be a parent and want to care and love children, then that takes a partnership and that takes a parent. So, you know, there's parents and there's breeding stock. And you have to wonder, am I dating breeding stock or am I dating somebody that could be a parent of a child? You know, it's it's also important to recognize relationships are never perfect and they require a lot of work and a lot of compromise and doing conflict and finding the right partner is a very difficult journey. You know, if you grew up in a household that did not have a good model for parenting, it's never a bad idea to get premarital counseling or relationship counseling because there are tools, especially in this day and age, that if your parents are old, they may not be able to give you the tools you need to actually work a partnership in this very complex day and age that we're in. That's why there's professionals out there who can assist you. You can either find it professionally through therapists, psychologists, churches, Mentors, coaches, role models of people that are married well in this day and age, never a bad idea to get their advice. Expectations about dating and finding love. You know, when we start looking for a long term partner or enter into a romantic relationship, many of us do so with a predetermined set of unrealistic expectations. How depressing is that? Turn those expectations into preferences. And do not try to rediscover what's in movies or TV shows. Understand this is a very real relationship and you don't model it. You need to, off off of things you saw in movies and television, you need to get to know the person that you're with and that means willingness to listen, willingness to communicate, willingness to be open, willingness to do conflict, express emotions, and develop into something where both of you are mature enough to hear each other. So what is a healthy relationship? Well, it has mutual respect. Respect is listening, by the way. Trust, that means the person has integrity. There's honesty. And why? what is honesty? Well, you know, in a relationship, the truth is... Honesty really involves whatever's going to bleed into the relationship, people need to be honest about if it comes from the past and it's going to re-arrive into the relationship. People need to be honest about that. But if it's just the past and the past isn't a part of where you are today and the relationship was formed beyond Uh, events that took place in the past. You don't have to share that. What you want to share is what is going to involve this relationship. If it's going to affect your ability to be with your partner, and like, let's say you're still dating someone else and you're starting to date someone else, be honest with them for God's sake. They deserve it. Um, You know, people are mature enough to accept the truth if you give it to them and they have a right to the truth. Okay, the, the other thing, what are ingredients of a healthy relationship? Support, and that means family support, personal support, where they're there for you, where they have compassion. Let's say a, a, a parent dies or an uncle or a grandparent, whatever. See way how they are with that. Are they involved? Do they support? Do they care? Also, fairness and equality. Well, you know, fair is a place where they judge pigs. Not all life is fair. But you do want to search for a sense of compromise. Fairness can also mean compromise and equality. You know, a sense where we're both we both respect each other equally. You cannot do this. man is more important than woman. Women does all the work and stays home and men does all the work to make the, pay the bills. That doesn't work in this day and age very well unless you've settled for that. Um, so the deal is you want to look for people that have separate identities and they strengthen each other when they come together. Also, they want to have good communication and a sense of playfulness and fondness. You know, play is not just for children. it's for everyone. Everyone needs to learn how to play, and that means we're passionate. That means we enjoy lots of things. So here's some uh, other tips on dating. Don't make your search for a relationship the center of your life. If you're going to focus on, I've got to find the right person, then you're trying to fill an empty gap in yourself. You know, if if the right person also is not going to throw themselves on the hood of your car, you're going to have to find them. It takes time to do that, but you also do not want to spend your life trying to find a partner. Then you don't know who you are. You'll find a partner where you're the happiest, where you function the best, where you're your legitimate real self. That is likely where you're going to find your partner. So focus on being in places where you're your real self and not be afraid to ask people questions and start a conversation, make an observation that's positive about someone else. And maybe you 'll start something that's that's wonderful between yourselves. Remember that first impressions aren 't always reliable now uh you know people don't always accurately portray themselves- regardless of how you meet someone though. It it, it takes time to really get to know people. So you have to experience being with someone in a variety of situations, some good, some not so good before you really know them. And also you have to realize you likely are going to marry – if you're going to marry them, you're going to marry their family. And if their family are nuts, then you want to know how close do they want to bring that family into the relationship because I'm telling you, a lot of people get divorced because they got crazy families and they just can't be dealt with. They have no boundaries with them and they don't understand – you know that parents were parents before you were 18, but after that, they're just advisors. You know, focus on outward, not inward. You know, co- combat the first date nerves. Focus on your attention outward. That means asking questions, in, inner, internal thoughts and feelings, sharing that. Be curious, be genuine, pay attention. You know, put your phones away. Don't sit there and be on a phone on a date. That's crazy. You know, put it away. Turn the damn thing off if you're going to be with somebody. It's disrespectful, especially in a first impression. And to uh, you know, to truly connect, stay out of your head. You know, if you're going to sit there and do mental gymnastics trying to judge the other person, you're never going to do anything close to a connection. You know, here's some things to to for handling uh, rejection. Uh, when we're dating and looking for love, don't take it personally. If you're rejected or they reject, that's probably doing you a favor. Acknowledge your feelings. Don't dwell on it, but learn from the experience. You know that you have to understand that rejection is a part of life, and you learn from it. So if the other person doesn't want to be with you, they have a right to not be with you. Move on. You know, uh, red flags if they're alcohol dependent. You know, if you see that they don't handle alcohol well, uh, not going to be a good life. That may be their first love, and maybe they cannot love you. People that are alcoholics, that is their first love, not people. If there's trouble making a commitment, you know, I see these people that date for 9, 10 years. That's crazy. If you haven't figured out if you want to be with somebody within three years, you shouldn't probably be with them. That's the truth. I mean, it, but it doesn't mean we have to be married. But committed or going towards long-term goals or starting to blend your life, that's the other thing. I mean, that's important. But if you guys are just going to peacefully coexist, not a good idea for a long-term relationship. You know, that you take each other for granted after a while. If the nonverbal communication is bad, Meaning that uh, you like to connect and they don't like to connect. They want to sit in front of the television. You want to cuddle and they don't want to do it. You need to understand that's that's a message. They don't want to be with you. They don't feel close. They're not willing to meet that need for you. You know. Also, you need to understand that jealousy about, uh, if they're jealous and if they're over-controlling, where are you, what are you doing, Who, why, I saw you talking to this person, blah, 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 that's a sign that you cannot be yourself. Don't be with that person, for God's sake. They're going to drive them crazy and yourself. Also, uh, uh, controlling behavior. You know, if, if they have to have phone calls all the time, if, if they uh, are, are scared of your impulses or, or uh, innocent things that you want to do in your life that you're passionate about, if they want to get in the way of that, especially things you're passionate about, then you need to swipe them aside. That's not a person you want to be with. If they have trust issues, not a good idea to be with somebody. You cannot build a relationship with somebody who can't fundamentally doesn't understand how to trust. Trust is an act of faith. I'm going to have faith in you until I trust you. That means I'm going to fake it until I make it. That's what a person has to be willing to do to form a relationship. So, um, you know, what you want to do is you want to be able to communicate openly and continue to communicate openly if you want to stay in a relationship and maintain that Mr. or Mrs. right. And the ways that you keep love alive is you practice self-care. You practice self-love. That means you do not lose your individuality. You express your needs and are never afraid to express your needs. If you say, I want to feel loved and appreciated – how can I get that from you? You have a right to that. If you're going to be with somebody and they've committed to you, you want to express that. So you don't want to stand. You don't want to settle. You know, uh, it's very important to keep love alive. You want to. You want to kiss. You want to hug. You want to have fun. You want to have sex. You want to have a good time and not be ashamed or embarrassed. You want to be happy together. And so you have to maintain that. And if you take each other for granted, you lose the steam and you lose the love and you lose out on the love of your life. So you have to continue to work in a relationship and you want to continue the things that your partner loves about you. You want to continue to do them. And you also want to discover what is their love language, What is it that they need? Not want. What is it that they need? Do they need gifts? Do they need compliments? Do they need validation? What is it that they need? Do they need intimacy? If it's not on your list of things you do well, maybe you don't need to be with that person because you're going to starve the other person of their needs. And you need to discover that. So that is all I can do to help you at this point with the time I have on this show to find Mr. or Mrs. wright That's our show. Our next show is the transition from child to adult. I, I want to thank everybody for listening. I'd love to hear from you. Get your feedback, drgbmft at sbcglobal.net or Twitter at drgbmft. Now, remember, if you don't believe in evolution, look at your credit card bills and see how much hunting and gathering you have done. <laughs> also... I often wonder if a man would have survived if video games, internet, texting were invented before we stopped hunting for food. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.
0: That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you.